Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Discover DEP, the official podcast of the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. I'm your host, Gladys Geron. Each week, we talk with DEP experts, scientists, and environmental professionals about how we protect and preserve New Jersey's air, land, water, and natural and historic resources. You can subscribe to Discover DEP on iTunes or Google Play. You can also follow Discover DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. Today we are joined by Rebecca Fitzgerald, Superintendent of High Point State Park. High Point is nearly at the northernmost point of our state. As its name suggests, it is also home to the highest point of elevation in the state. With spectacular views of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York, as well as many superb trails, High Point State Park is one you shouldn't miss. Rebecca, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Give us a little background on the history of High Point State Park. High Point State Park became a park in 1923 through act of legislation. Prior to that, for 14 years, it was the summer retreat for Colonel Anthony Couser and his wife, Susie Dryden Couser. They used it as a piece of property where their wealthy friends and family could come and enjoy the beauty that surrounded them. However, they were philanthropists and they were conservationists. They felt that it needed to be a public park. Everybody needed to experience it. As a matter of fact, when they were making the recommendation that they wanted to donate the land to the state of New Jersey, Susie Dryden Couser said, it would be nice if all the people could enjoy a breath of this air. A glance at all this magnificent scenery away from the mad rush would prove a great blessing to hundreds, yes, thousands of mothers and their children. So they had that insight and foresight, and they wanted all of us to be able to appreciate the beauty of High Point State Park. So then there was a commission that was appointed, the High Point Park Commission, to oversee the development of the park. They hired a very well-known landscape firm, the Olmsted Brothers, and they created a plan. And then the majority of that work was done following the plan and building up the park by the Civilian Conservation Corps. The Civilian Conservation Corps had two separate camps in the park between the years of 1933 and 1941 and built most of what we see today. Our roads, our bridges, our dams, our campsites, our lakes, they were all over the place and gave us what we have today. Why don't you give us some quick information about High Point? Well, we're located as far northwest in New Jersey as you can go in the towns of Wantage and Montague in Sussex County. It's about over 16,000 acres right now. And we have about last year, maybe about 375,000 visitors during the day. And then we also have overnight use. Over 25,000 people joined us overnight last year. And we are the highest point in New Jersey. The elevation is 1,803 feet above sea level. And that, of course, is a good spot for people to visit. What makes High Point stand out from other parks? Well, I mentioned our elevation. So mm-hmm. uh, we are the highest point in New Jersey. And there's just really unrivaled panoramic views from the a couple of different spots in the park where you can see three states, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Due to our elevation, we also have almost really a unique climate to New Jersey. There could be rain just a couple miles south of where we're located, and we will have tremendous amount of snow, icing conditions, and really unique conditions that also lead to the trees and the plants that we have in the park. Rebecca, can you tell us about the wildlife at High Point? 
We have some great opportunities for wildlife viewing at the park. Really, because of our elevation, we are in a great location to view multiple uh, species of hawks that come through the area. We have been seeing more and more bald eagles in the park. We do have a large black bear population. However, we have really good rules in place for our public interacting with their food and everything so that they keep their food locked up, especially when they're camping. So our bears really behave the way they should be behaving. They're in the woods, collecting berries. And we also have, we have evidence of bobcats in the park. They're a little more difficult to see. And coyote activity as well, which sometimes shocks our campers who might be sleeping and not familiar with what a coyote sounds like at night. And they'll come into our office in the next morning and say, what was that sound that I heard? Or they'll have a recording of it. And we can tell them that was coyotes. And some people are a little, little concerned, but there's really nothing to be concerned about because again, our animals, they're all spread out and it's really, you're lucky if you get to see a black bear or if you get to see a bobcat. So, and then we have our turtles, we have our snakes, We have lots of deer in the park, moths and butterflies. We have some very rare moths that have been spotted due to some of the habitat in the park. They're really something for everybody and birds. There is a great opportunity for viewing birds, especially during the spring season. And we have had some unique species spotted in the park as well. What about Dryden Cooser Natural Area? What is so special about that area? The Dryden Cooser Natural Area is located within High Point State Park, and it is unique because it is the highest elevation in the world documented that Atlantic white cedar grows. It's a really cool place. There, We do have a self-guided trail, and we have documentation where people can walk through and see all the different unique plants that exist in that area. It does have a small little boardwalk section, which is kind of a fun little spot. And it's about two miles, relatively flat. It really is a trail that any member of the family can participate in experiencing, even strollers. It's even capable for people who are pushing strollers. So that's a really unique part of the park that many people get to experience. Is there a monument there? do have a monument. So the highest point in New Jersey is actually marked by the High Point Monument. The monument was actually a donation. Once again, I talked earlier about the Couser family and their philanthropy, and it was donated to the park. So it was after they gave all of the land to the state of New Jersey, sort of post-World War I patriotism, really wanted to see something for our veterans. So it is a veterans monument started construction in 1928 and it was completed in 1930. And it is dedicated to the glory and honor and eternal memory of New Jersey heroes by land and sea and air in all wars of our country. At the time, it was a $500,000 donation with inflation. I think we're looking at over $7 million today and probably even more with all of the restrictions we have these days with building. So a substantial donation and just a wonderful honor that we have for our New Jersey veterans. And can people go inside? People can go inside. The biggest question we probably get is why is that place never open? But it is actually open quite a lot. As a matter of fact, last year we had almost 14,000 people. And this is not an estimate. This is an actual count of people. It was like 13,927 people who climbed to the top or made the attempt to climb to the top when we were open. There are 291 steps to the top. There is no elevator. That's the other common question that we Mm -hmm. get. And once you get to the top, you are 220 feet further up from the base 
where you can certainly take in more of those beautiful views. We are open, not in the wintertime. It is a little too cold to be open. However, Memorial Day weekend through Labor Day, we strive to have it open almost every day, staff permitting, and then weekends in the fall. The fall is a wonderful time to visit because of the views and the foliage. There's plenty of opportunities for people to go inside. What amenities does High Point have? There's a little bit of everything for the visitors to High Point State Park. We have a swimming area. Swimming area is very popular in the summertime, especially weekends, where people can come and cool off. And it's a great spot because from the beach, in your view, the entire time is the Veterans Monument. There's boating that takes place. We don't have rentals, but people can bring their own kayaks or boats or canoes. Fishing. We have some of our lands that are open to hunting and camping. We have 50 overnight camping sites. They're family sites around Sawmill Lake. They're really great campsites. They're for the most part, nice and secluded and private. And it's a great place to bring the family in the summertime. We also have a couple of cabins. We have two family cabins and we have one group cabin. It holds up to 28 people. So it's a wonderful place for people to go with their groups or with their families to gather to spend time together. And we also have a couple of group campsites so we can bring groups in as well. And do you have any events coming up? We do. So we do have a naturalist who has a large offering of programs in the park and ranges from, I mean, there's programs for all ages. There's preschool naturalist programs that take place weekdays to cater to the younger children. And there's guided hikes that take place for all ages and abilities. We actually have a summer concert series in the park, so we get support from the Friends of High Point State Park, who is our volunteer organization that supports the park, and they do lots of programming, including the concerts in the summertime, brings people in on Saturday evenings, and it's really wonderful time. Coming up very soon and taking place right now, there is a maple sugarin program that mm-hmm. takes place at High Point State Park. We have a property that's called Lustcroft Farm. And it is supported by the Heritage and Agriculture Association, which is one of our volunteer groups. And they started a couple of weeks ago tapping the sugar maple trees. The sap is flowing and sap is being collected and boiled and made into absolutely delicious syrup. So at the end of March, there is an open house so people can come. They can see the process. They can tour the grounds and they have an opportunity to purchase the syrup as well. And how can people register for this program? Well, all of our events are found on our website, njparksandforests.com. And just go to High Point State Park and you can find our events. Or even on the main page, there's a link to all of our events. And then there would be information. Not all of our programs or events require pre-registration. Some are just open to whoever wants to come. And some do require advanced registration. We also have a Facebook page, High Point State Park. And that's a great way if people follow us because we do add all of our events. It's a great way to be reminded and to express interest and to ask questions as well. Well, What about the trails at High Point? Can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. We have 13 trails at High Point State Park that are named and marked for use. It's for all levels and open to multi-use. So hiking, we have some trails just open to hiking, but then we have trails that are also open for mountain biking and winter activities. They range in distance. The shortest trail is less than a half mile. And then we have the longest continuous trail is almost four miles, but there are many opportunities to loop our trails together to do even longer distances. We do have an 18 mile section of the Appalachian Trail that runs through High Point State Park. 
The Appalachian Trail is an over 2,100 mile trail that runs from Georgia to Maine along the Appalachian Mountains, or if you're from the South, you would say the Appalachian Mountains. I say Appalachian. People can come for the day and hike, or there's opportunities to hike and stay overnight as well. There are people who actually hike the entire distance of the trail in one season. They're called through hikers. The trail comes right past the park office, so there's wonderful opportunities to engage with the through hikers who come from all across the country and across the world as well. We're seeing more and more international people who are hiking the Appalachian Trail through hiking. And we do, we see our casual daytime visitors who are familiar with the Appalachian Trail interacting with the through hikers, asking questions, taking pictures. Mm-hmm. They're really it's really an interesting dynamic to meet these people and hear about their journey and sometimes their struggles. So the Appalachian Trail is a really cool part of High Point State Park and gives great opportunities for longer distance hikes in the park. What's one thing that someone visiting High Point must do before they leave? You definitely have to visit the monument. It's the highest point in New Jersey and the views that are there, even if the building is not open, certainly the views from the base are is breathtaking. We're open every day. We're open every day of the year, as long as there's not severe weather. So there's plenty of opportunities to go there, even if it's not staffed and open. There's also a unique opportunity in the wintertime. We do have cross-country ski concessions. So when we have snow, our trails are actually groomed and maintained, and you can rent skis, you can take lessons, and you can rent snowshoes to experience the trails in the wintertime. Certainly, if you have your own equipment, you could also come. It's a great opportunity for people who want to give it a try, who don't have access to the equipment, to come to the park. We've had a bit of a disappointing winter. We've had about 29 inches of snow kind of spread out. So it's been open, not as much this year as we would like, but there's still a chance in March. Last year, we had about 20 inches of snow in the middle of March. So it gave us one last hurrah for winter use. So we're looking forward to that. Can you give us a little background on your connection to High Point State Park? I've been the superintendent at High Point State Park for almost eight years. However, I've been a park superintendent for almost 19 years now. Prior to being at High Point, I started my career at Ringwood State Park. However, my connection to High Point is that I was actually a seasonal employee at High Point State Park. So I worked there in the 90s. I grew up about a half hour away. When we were younger, our family would take day trips. But it was when I was in high school, my older brother said, come on, let's go for a ride. And we drove to High Point and we parked at the bottom and literally hiked straight up the hill to the top, which I do not recommend because we were not on a marked trail and it was very steep. But we got up to that monument and I thought, oh my gosh, this place is amazing and I want to work here. So as soon as I was able to, I applied for a seasonal job and I was worked a number of positions in the toll booth and in the office and doing customer service and visitor service. And I knew then that that's the job that I wanted. I wanted to be a park superintendent and I wanted to work at High Point State Park. So I grew up in the park and it's just wonderful to still be connected and to really appreciate the visitors. We work hard. We really do. We work weekends and holidays and 4th of July. And that's when the people are coming and enjoying the park. And these are people who don't necessarily have backyards or pools to swim in. And so I get great joy out of seeing the people enjoying our resource and knowing that our staff has a role in protecting the resource. Well, Rebecca, I want to thank you so much for enticing us to visit High Point State Park and for sharing your passion that you have for the park. Thank you so much for having me. Stop by and say hello if you come and visit. 
Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on this podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.